Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia, and Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Alan Steinfeld with us, writer, public speaker, YouTube creator since 2006. Since 1995, he has also hosted and produced new realities interviews for Manhattan Cable. His last book, Making Contact, Preparations for the New Realities of Extraterrestrial Existence, is a collection of essays by the best and brightest researchers in the UFO field. It's fantastic. He has executive produced two feature documentaries on the subject, The Hidden Hand and also Calling All Earthlings. He has been one of the main MCs for a number of years at Contact in the Desert, the largest UFO gathering in the world. Alan, welcome back. Hey, George. Great to hear you. Great to hear your voice. I guess contact's going to happen this year. You're going to be out there? I'm going to be out there if it happened, um, if it will happen. I also want to say about the book, you thank you very much for writing the forward to it. Cause, um, well, my pleasure. It, I had fun. You had a great compilation of stories in that book. It, it did. And, you know, after the last show last year, it debuted at number one on Amazon UFO books, you know, so... It was it was great to get that little boost there. So uh, contact is it happening? That was the rumor. I, mean, I, I hear it is. They tell me it is. Uh, all right, good. Some, somewhere around my birthday in June, so I'll probably right. see you out there. And you'll probably do some of your Frank Sinatra there too, right? I just might. You never know. You never well, know. I'll, <laughs> I'll see you in Los Angeles at the Conscious Life Expo and in Sedona at the Ascension Retreat. So we have a busy 2023 yes. ahead of us. Yep, we, we sure do. We sure do. How have you been? I've been great. And, you know, I really like that first guest because everything he said was a prerequisite for what I want to say about consciousness being beyond the body. So 
I've been great. I've been diving into my next book, Beyond Contact, which is some of what I want to bring out here. But I've been good, you know, traveling. I'm going to Egypt next year. I'm going to Sedona again. Um, The world is opening up, and um, some new exciting adventures are happening. Yeah, I'll see you in Sedona, too. I mean, we seem to be crossing paths all over the place uh, next year. We'll just just have to travel together, me, you, and Tom. Absolutely. So let's no, um, let's let's get, let's get into some of the incredible things you've done. You have looked at the term multidimensionality. What is that? Well, a lot of people use that um, um, kind of wording, but it's the awareness that we are more than just physical beings. Like your first guest said, Mark Anthony, he said, "Yes." The consciousness is immortal, and when people pass over, there's still this awareness. But what if we had that awareness while we were alive? We didn't have to pass over. What if we had that awareness of those other realms? That's that's what I'm interested in. Not waiting till people die or or we die. It's like, how do we get that level? And with that level of of what I call non-local consciousness, I think we can make contact with these beings that are out there. Because if consciousness is not localized with the body, then our intention can send that consciousness anywhere we want to make contact with whoever we want to. Does that make sense? It does. And do you believe that these beings are coming from other planetary systems or perhaps other dimensions? Well, I think it's both. I think, um, you know, the interesting thing is, though, these other beings, I think, in a way, we are also extraterrestrial. If we are non-local, we are the same as as these beings. So maybe they're interdimensional, maybe they're other planets, but their consciousness is different. And we have to acclimate to the consciousness frequency that these beings that are coming here are vibrating on. That's why people, when they appear, people have a hard time connecting because they're not attuned their mind to that vibration. So we have to upgrade our vibration in order to meet them on an even playing field. And and they're speaking in a higher language and a more telepathic language. And I always say, if you want to talk to your dog, you don't bark at them. They talk at the language of a more evolved being. And so they're talking to us or communicating with us on the level that they're coming from. And we're capable of that. We just have to let go of the old programming to think that's not possible. Yeah, that's a true, true point. These other dimensions that these beings may be coming from, Jacques Vallée believes in that, of course. Where might it, where might it be? I mean, how is it out there within the framework of the universe? Or is it in a multiverse? Well, we definitely live in a multiverse. That's why I'm saying if consciousness really survives the death of the body, which it looks like it does from, I mean, just hearing those readings with those people. I mean, how is Mark doing those things? He's picking up on a level of consciousness. And the universe is so much more complex than this 3D world. So we have to know that we're energy and these beings are maybe physical or quasi-physical, but they may not be coming from anywhere. They might be right here vibrating at a, a faster rate. And I would say there's more possibilities of that. I mean, imagine you're in your house, your doors are locked, <laughs> your windows are shut, and 
sudden in your sleep and suddenly there's something appearing at the foot of your bed, that only happens through an interdimensional doorway, an interdimensional vibratory shift. And that's why I feel these beings, wherever they're from, they come in and out of their world, but they're not of this world. They, they may be physical, but they're also of a higher vibration. And that's, that's our challenge at this point, is to raise the human frequency to meet them where they are. Could they be coming from these other dimensions in the near-death state? Absolutely. Lots of people actually see them. I mean, I think if you ask your, the guy, Mark Anthony, who was on first, if he tuned into those near-death states, or these people who pass over states, there's glimpses of ETs, but it's like that's one frequency, the astral. You know, people have near-death experience and they go to one level, but we can shift our mind or or, are intended to go to the next level beyond the astral realm because the world, the universe, or the multiverse is vibratory. So all we have to do is set our intention to to direct it somewhere. This is how remote viewing works, and maybe we'll get into that later, but you set your intention, and then the the information arrives from the realms that you intend. So it's like, I'll explain it this way. Consciousness is not just a medium, it's an application, meaning that the Piscean Age was all about establishing consciousness. Okay, everything is conscious, and we know that. We've taken spirituality 101, yes, that we're all conscious, consciousness is here and everywhere, it's the ground of all being, but what if we use that as an application, saying, okay, I want to remote view, I want to remote sense, I want to remote heal, so it's like applying that same universal awareness for intending an outcome, and that's what I think these beings are doing when they appear here. It's more developed on their level. But we're capable. They want us to do this. They want us to wake up to the fact that we are more energy than we are matter. Alan, Congress had a hearing on UFOs. Not much came about it. NASA's got a study coming out. Uh, more information coming from uh, other legislators. Don't they already know what's happening? Well, they do and they don't. I think partly they don't really understand what's happening. I think they're looking to find how do you work their hardware, but we're never going to understand their technology until we understand how they think. And they don't think, in my opinion, in linear terms. They think more abstractly. So, they can't, of course, they know something, but the problem is they don't know how to explain it to the people. They don't know how to explain this idea of consciousness. And people like Louis Alessandro says this. He says it in, the, in some of the briefings. He says what, what looked like science fiction is nice, now science fact. And what a key to this phenomena is quantum physics, which again brings us back to the idea of consciousness. Quantum physics is based on the view of the observer. So the, the people in charge, the government has to shift their understanding of reality if they're going to ex- understand the phenomena and explain it or attempt to explain it to other people. But they're not going to do it by just looking at the hardware because what I feel wants to happen is to meet them at the level they're at. And that's why they're coming and going and appearing and disappearing. They're not invading. They're not taking over. They're playing with us 
just to wake us up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you think that the universe, other dimensions, might be teeming with extraterrestrial presence? (laughs) It's teeming. Thank you, George, for that question. It's teeming with intelligence. Uh, Life and intelligent life is an emergent property of creation. That's something I kind of figured it must be. It's, it's emergent, means it just appears. It's, it's, a, it's opposite the laws of entropy that says systems are winding down. Those are closed systems. An open system that has input from the unknown realms, wherever that is, 
is evolving. It's, it's reverse entropy. It's building towards complexity. Yes, the universe and the multiverse is teeming with life and intelligence, trying to knock on our door saying, wake up. But we've been so conditioned and, and brainwashed, in a sense, to look only ahead of us, look out of, a, you know, um, William Blake said, if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would be as it is infinite, but we've learned to look through just a narrow hole in the wall as our reality. And that's been kind of drilled into us that there can't be anything more. And there's lots of media, religion, all those things have kept us small-minded. So what's happening now is a revolution in consciousness. This is the Aquarian age. This is what we're coming into now. And it's a vibratory shift that's going to open up more of our cognitive awareness. Alan Steinfeld with us. His latest book is called Making Contact, Preparing for the New Realities of Extraterrestrial Existence. It's also out in audio form now, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it has some great actors playing that. And uh, it's done very well. And it came out right when that preliminary report was released from Congress last year in June 2021, and nothing was said. So people wanted answers, and suddenly the media was taking this seriously. And I think we're about to have another breakthrough in 2023. Some people say the Webb telescope that was going to look at TRAPPIST-9 system, which has at least five Earth-like planets, they're thinking we're going to discover life, on, like maybe just microbial life, and that will be a doorway into the whole extraterrestrial field. They, the government doesn't want to come out and say, guess what, we have company right away, but let's say they'll start with, oh, yeah, there is life out there. And, you know, I, I've met with Gary Nolan, who's the Stanford biologist. I just heard him speak. He says life is 10 billion years old, or at least that's the complex the complexity of the DNA molecule looks like it's 10 billion years old, and Earth is only four and a half billion years old, which is more evidence to the fact that life is, like I said, is emergent. It, it appears there's something that is um, for life. The universe is, is giving us this um, uh, facility to incarnate into these physical forms. And that's a whole other thing we can get into. But yes, life is everywhere, and it's it's waiting for us to say hello. So, Just a few hours ago, Alan, the uh, Artemis One uh, took off, finally, unmanned flight around the moon, and uh, will uh, hopefully come back safely. But it's uh, a step to get back. And it's amazing how we got to the moon 50-plus years ago, and we stopped. Well, you know what people say, of course, that we were told not to come back, that there's John Lear used to talk about bases on the dark side of the moon. I, I don't know about that, but there was some probably secret and um, undisclosed reason why we did not go back. People say that's what Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong saw when they landed. I don't know. I don't have any facts about that, but it's suspicious, George. And now that the Space Force, and now that there's more UFO sightings, I think all this is being orchestrated for maybe a disclosure. What's even stranger to me, too, Alan, is the Soviets at the time just seemed to stop when they were basically ahead of us in the space race in the beginning when they launched Sputnik in 1957. 
And they just stopped. They just gave up. That that I find bizarre. Well, somebody said, I don't know where I heard this, that, that, that our space race sort of bankrupt them in trying to keep up with us. And um, they just didn't have the facilities. And we probably got more of the better German scientists. I don't know. But, yeah, they took off. Sputnik, everybody was shocked. And I think there were some internal problems. And I think some of that internal going on in our government is what's spurring these next level of disclosure that I feel is about to be released. So, yeah, the Russians couldn't keep up for some reason. It's very suspicious, the whole thing, this whole inside government dealings with UFOs. I mean, I just saw that movie that James Fox did about the case in Brazil where they captured. Right. Great job he did on that. He did do a good job. I think it's the best movie he made. But the U.S. comes in and takes those alien beings. There's something about this government, the U.S. government's imperialistic control over the phenomena that just seems to mm, be setting the pace for the rest of the world. So uh, I don't know. At some point, we're going to hear the truth. I hope it's soon, because what I think needs to happen is congressional hearings where they lay all the information, all the crash retrievals, all the dead bodies out there and call on the world to say, okay, let's make sense of this. Let's come together as one planet. I know that's idealistic and say, what's going on here and how can we move forward as a, as a planetary civilization? And, and I think that's what the ETs do want for us. What if it's not countries, Alan, but a rogue group of people within the country that are doing this? Well, yeah, I think that you're right, because it seems like in this country, some of that uh, technology was sold to private industry that might be the rogue group. And, you know, if you look at the Wilson Davis memo, I haven't studied that too much, but there seems to be private industry that wants to keep these secrets from the government, from some someone like Admiral Wilson or somebody like Bill Clinton, who said he went, I mean, I don't know what he knows, but um, there does seem to be a secret government inside the government. I mean, I just was with Chris Mellon in, in Barcelona at the UFO Congress. He says, we need someone to come in there and take control and just get all the stuff out of the closet and just put it out there. So there's people on our side, real, I mean, really fighting for truth. I mean, Chris Mellon was the guy who brought these UFO tapes to the New York Times. That's right. And that was, that was what, and that was a huge, brave thing. He is one of these heroes. I think him and Lou, I like Luis Elizondo. I think he's really sincere and pushing for the truth, but we have to start a citizen's movement. We have to stand up and say, we deserve the right to know the truth. And I think with enough push, I think this could happen. I think we need to show who we are and that we're capable of the truth. And this is what's been the whole idea that, no, we're not ready for that. But we, we, we're more ready than the government is ready to release their findings. So the people are ready. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.